Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. A warm Welcome to Love Me Las Vegas for Coast to Coast Hoops with myself, Greg Hoops Pierce. And now a part of the Visa Family Podcast and we've got an absolutely superb podcast for you as in segment number two, we are going to be joined by Jim Root. He does amazing work over at the Three Man Weave. I know that there have been quite a few of you guys asking me if I've got any features plays for the upcoming season as of right now. The answer for me is no because I am very much a game-to-game better. I believe that the draw itself in the NCAA tournament is just so paramount to whether or not you're going to be cashing a features ticket or not, and that's the big reason why I do not have any features, but I know some folks that do, and I try to get those guys on the podcast to be able to serve this for you guys, and Jim, he's one of the best out there. So we're going to be chatting with him in segment number two about some of the features plays that he likes, and we're also going to be getting insights on the Manhattan ordeal because, well, they fired Steve Bassiello a couple days ago. We saw Jose Perez go into the transfer portal as a result, and we've seen two other guys that were projected to be either starters or very, very key bench guys now go into the transfer portal as well. I'll get his thoughts on the entire ordeal is sounds like it was just flat out of firing Manhattan not willing to give him a contract extension Massiello was looking for one because it was the last year of his deal apparently there was a little bit of an argument and now we've got what we've got here we shall see if more details come out but typically you don't find this happening even with some of the firings slash the shall we say parting of ways that we've seen in past off seasons as well like Greg Marshall he was fired just before the start of the season a few years ago Pat chambers, things like that, but those guys were actually dealing with scandals, most of the scandals involving mistreatment of players, we will just leave it at that, but it typically has not resulted in any transfer portal activity, and now we've got a lot of transfer portal activity, and this is just an unprecedented ordeal, so we're going to be talking to Jim about that in segment number two, in the final segment, I'll give you guys the news and notes that we've seen in college basketball over the last 24 hours, quite a bit of it, still involving Manhattan, as if you have the gif of a flaming dumpster going down the river, that's currently how Manhattan looks right now, but that is the opposite of this podcast, so we're hoping to be setting a fire of a different kind, not a dumpster fire, but the flames that'll be coming out of you when you're picking winners all throughout the college basketball season. Hopefully I did a good job with that pun. Many of you guys are probably sitting here like, you'll probably overreach on that one, and if so, I do apologize there, but we're trying to make you guys as much money as seemingly possible for this upcoming college basketball season, and if you do have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways to be offered those in. 
First one is my Twitter timeline, at JNRS41. Keep in mind, letters EM, maybe does not matter, so as per usual, please just send these into the p- timeline, and the other way, that is fine, an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated from there. You're able to fire whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. Plenty of time to answer Twitter questions, because we've got just one conference preview left. That is Pac-12. I'll be doing that within the next week or so, as we're now 10 days away from the start of the college basketball season, so want to square away any questions that you've got prior to that and just dive into what you guys want to hear on this podcast. I know that you guys want to hear some futures, so Jim Root of the Three Man Weave, a perfect band to talk about that. We're going to be doing that and talking about Manhattan next, right here on Coast Coast Hoops with myself, Greg Spears, and now a part of the BBC Family Podcast. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not going to Not the Big East tournament? They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Cre- Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a, is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? You see the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 
2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> With myself, Craig Epsteers, and now part of the Visa Family Podcast, and always great to be joined by our guests, as we've got Jim Root aboard today. He does an amazing job over there with the three men. We've all three gentlemen. That includes Jim and Matt and Kai. They all do amazing work, and Jim, he's doing great work over there. You're able to follow the three men. We've at the number three MW underscore CBB. On top of that, he's over there with the Field of 68 and Action Network as well, doing great work for them. And to be able to follow Jim on Twitter, that is at Second Chance Points. And second is 2ND all together with Chance and Points. And Jim, great to have you aboard. Thank you. Good to be here, Greg. I'm pushing the agenda of 
everyone must stop caring about positional classifications for these college basketball awards. We've gotten the finalist or the, the preseason award candidates for the Jerry West Award and the, the best point guard, best small forward, best power forward. Let's stop caring about positional classifications. That is my the drum I'm going to beat for the next day or two in the offseason. And you know what? We'll dive into everything else in a minute or two. But I'm right there with you because when I take a look at these rosters, you want to know who's bringing up the ball. You sort of want to know who the point guard is. I think that's really important. That said, it just feels like we've gotten beyond the point of really having positions in basketball. I recognize that you've got a few true centers like we're not going to be calling Oscar Sheboy a small forward anytime in the foreseeable future. But that said, who really cares if someone's a power forward or a center, a small forward or a power forward, a wing or a shooting guard? It just all to me is about the system itself because every system is a little bit different and not all use the position, the traditional five positions. Yeah, it's just not worth getting bent out of shape over. Like maybe. One committee thinks the guy's a small forward because he's a 6'3 guard, but they play two smaller guards, so technically he qualifies there. Some teams play a true power forward, some don't. It's one of the smallest things that we should just let go, let that stress out of our lives, and focus on the real task at hand, which is rating these teams and getting ready for games in 11 days. Yep, I think that we are all in lockstep on that one, and... If you take a look at some of these awards as well, you're going to be finding guys up for awards in positions where they played like the less than 15% at that position last year as well. So I always find that to be intriguing. And Jim, I know you've got some futures bet for the. Uh, I know you've got some futures bets for the upcoming season. We'll dive into those in a minute or two. But first things first, what has rocked the college basketball world is the Manhattan Jaspers, which I never thought we'd be sitting here very late October talking about Manhattan for the upcoming season, but what do you make out of all this? Because they were the number two team when it came to the Metro Atlantic preseason poll, which I thought was a little bit lofty. I personally had them more like number four, but we see Steve Manciello get fired. Oliver Silviero, he is now out of the fold for this team as well. Jose Perez, who was the preseason player of the year in the conference, he's out as well. It's just a really bad situation and just something that's unprecedented because we've seen guys get canned before, but typically that involves scandal, and this does not appear to be involving that. Yeah, I wonder if there's something going on behind the scenes with it was his last year of his contract, and if he kind of, I don't know if he went too bold with, you know, give me an extension or I'm out, and they just called his bluff. But again, that is just speculation. Regardless, it is bizarre. You mentioned Silverio and Perez, and they've also lost Samba Diallo announced today. He's not going to actually use his fifth year, so that's three of their top seven players right there that are already gone. It's just bizarre. I mean, betting on and against Manhattan was always a frustrating experience. There were a couple times where I wanted to put my head in the microwave watching some of their decision-making late in the game. But I think this is going to make them maybe a little bit easier to figure out. They're certainly going to trend down. I doubt the player... Attrition is over at this point. We might see another couple guys enter the portal before the season tips off. They did promote internally, so there's a little bit of continuity with the staff, but it just feels like a train that has gone off the rails and is hurtling towards a cliff, and I'm not going to be the one that's in a hurry to back Manhattan, especially early on this year. Yeah, their first game is against VCU, and you know what? When they had everyone together, I was thinking, man, you know what? This might not be the world's greatest matchup because with Manhattan and Steve Masiello teams. Typically, they lack a little bit of discipline. We could see 500 free throws in this game. Now I think they're just going to get boat race. So not good on that front. And I just 
can't liken this any situation that we've ever seen because the situations I was referring to a little bit earlier, like Pat Chambers at Penn State, like Greg Marshall at Wichita State, really nobody affected after those because you saw it coming. I think that it was a case where the players probably didn't have too much of a fondness for the man that got canned, like with Pat Chambers being not so kind to some of his players. Same with Greg Marshall having player abuse as well. Those are situations where I probably strengthened the team. This, you can tell, is the exact opposite. And the reason why I feel like you could tell that this game from out of nowhere is all these transfers, unlike every other situation I mentioned. Yeah, they've all gone to bat for him, the guys that have come out public. I mean, I think an article had just come out about how close Masiello and Perez were. And Perez had had some kind of, you know, up and down bumps off the court previous in his career. And it seemed like he'd really settled in, found the spot, found a comfort zone with Manhattan, Super productive last year, got the right role. And so for this to come down, it just, yeah, it seems like the players had no clue it was coming. It's extremely rude is probably an understatement for guys that were coming back for their fifth season that could have gone into the portal and been immediately eligible elsewhere. It's just a terrible move all around by the AD. The press release was as tone deaf as it gets with framing it as a, a move for recruiting, which happened all offseason. It's just bad, bad. I feel bad for the players, and hopefully they all land on their feet. Yes, because recruiting has never been better when we've canned a coach in very late October because that's exactly what recruits want to see right there. So I'm in agreement with you, Jim. Very much a strange situation. And needless to say, because I always throw it out there when I have guests on this time of year, what teams are you feeling more bullish or more bearish on? I think it's fair to put Manhattan in the more bearish category compared to where we were a week ago. Just taking a small guess there as joining me on the podcast. We do have Jim Root of the three-man weave, and I'm pretty sure that you don't have Manhattan in terms of your futures bets for this upcoming season, but I know that you've done a good job with these year in and year out. I know that you actually had a ticket on Miami at something like 500-1 to last year, which that looked very good when they were able to make the Sweet 16 and Elite 8, but or a few teams that you're looking at this year that you think are providing a little bit of value coming into the season on the Futures board. Yeah, I definitely cast a very wide net with Futures. I usually try to get on it like the day after the NCAA tournament ends and just see what kind of lofty prices are out there for some teams. And usually I get some good value out of that. But every once in a while, there will be a team that doesn't do well in the portal, loses a guy unexpectedly to the pros, and the value doesn't work out. I'd prefer that approach and just have a lot of bites at the apple, but... Right now, where the current market is sitting, I think the best value on the board is Baylor. They're being priced as like a 7, 8, you know, fringe top 10 team, whereas I have them as number two in the country and maybe the best backcourt. Just when you go down the list with Flagler, LJ Cryer back healthy, Keontae George coming in as a potent scorer, potentially the best scorer in the freshman class, and then also Langston Love getting healthy after missing last year and tearing his ACL. Now he's a redshirt freshman. They brought in some solid pieces from the portal that I think complement those guys, particularly Jalen Bridges as the small ball four. And Scott Drew's proven he can do it. He's basically elevated this Baylor team to a perennial national title contender, something that just was absolutely unthinkable when he took over for a program that was reeling from big-time scandal from Dave Blitz, all the, you know, the actual crime that was going on there. So Baylor at 16-1 to in some place. I think they're as high as 19-1 to at Circa out in Las Vegas. That is something I would really look at if you're looking to get a future in right now because I think Baylor is a prime, prime candidate for the national title this year. Yep, I've got Baylor personally number four in terms of my power rankings as well. I think that you sort of have that gavel of teams that you're going to be finding depending upon your book, anywhere between 8 and 12 to 1. You've got Houston, Gonzaga, 
I know like Kentucky is in the fold for a lot of these as well. And then obviously North Carolina as well. And I can't disagree with any of those teams, but I do think that Baylor has good value. And I think with Baylor as well, they just go through the gauntlet that is known as the big 12. The conference has produced actually each of the last two titles and the top two teams atop of the board right now in Kansas and Baylor, they are the last two teams to win the title. And I do think that that is going to be very important because I feel like there is a good correlation between the Big 12 really being the best top-to-bottom conference in all of college basketball, that being just number one and number 10, being so strong all throughout, and these teams doing well in the NCAA tournament. I do think that that's something to take a look at because we have seen sort of more of these, shall we say, shallow conferences not necessarily do so well. Now, we saw the ACC last season be able to put two teams into the Final Four, but I do think that there is still very good value with these Big 12 teams just because – they're going to be battle-tested night in and night out, and I think that that proves very well towards March. Yeah, not only is it the best league in the country, it's the best defensive league by far. I mean, if you look at the Ken Palm rankings for preseason, I know these are not, they're never perfect, but this league has number one, number seven, number 10, number 11, number 12 defense in the country. So that's five of the top 12. They've also got 22, 23, 36. Like every single night, you are going against really intelligent game planners that make you work on your weaknesses like they're not just going against defenses that do what they do and don't play scouting report defense you've got guys like mark adams and chris beard jamie dixon that make you figure out how you're going to adapt to defense taking away your biggest strength so if your biggest strength is middle ball screens they're going to figure out how to push you to the wings and that just really sharpens the sword for some of these big 12 teams they're forced to figure these things out early in the season through that gauntlet of league play, they've also just got great coaches. Like up and down, all 10 of them, you could say, are really, really strong minds. I think Jerome Tang is eventually going to really acquit himself well at Kansas State. So, yeah, I'm with you. It's the style of play, the, the depth of the league, the competition they face all year, and then just the minds on the sidelines come up with great game plans. Yep, I'm in agreement with you. I do think that when it comes to the Big 12, it's one of the better coached conferences in all of college basketball. Is joining me on the podcast. We do have Jim Root of the three-man weave. And, Jim, I know year in and year out, you've always taken a shot on Miami to win the national title. You're getting significantly shorter odds this year than in the past. Right now, DraftKings, I'm seeing 100 to 1. I've got to think that it's going to vary a little bit from book to book, but I've got to think that most books, they've got it somewhere in this neighborhood. And in terms of Miami, are you back on them for a little bit of a long shot, or are you going to be looking somewhere else? Because it always feels like you've got one or two teams that are north of 100 to 1 that – you just take a little bit of a stab on it. I always get curious with these just because I know you've actually done quite well with them in recent years. I've always been waiting for Miami to finally have that healthy year. They were hurt for like three straight years. And last year they got healthy, made that run, ended up looking really good. I'm not on them this year. I think they're more appropriately valued, concerned about some of their interior play. One of my favorite prices left in the market I know Circa has Dayton at 150 to 1 still. There are some questions with. Malachi Smith's ankle coming into the season, but I imagine that's going to end up being fine by the time the tournament rolls around, by the time even league play rolls around, of course. Uh, It might hurt their chances of building an at-large resume, building a seeding resume, but I think the ceiling is really, really high for Dayton. I feel awesome about San Diego State. I don't know if they're available at 100-1 to anywhere, but their defense is going to be terrific, and I think they might have cracked the offense, figured out those issues with Darian Trammell from Seattle, Jaden Lede from TCU and Ohio State. So those guys kind of reinforce those weaknesses. And I know that those are non-power conferences, so maybe they're not as sexy as long-shot bets. But 
I just buy the teams. Maybe we're going to get 2020 all over again, Greg, where those two were both in the mix for one seed or two seeds. We're really national darlings, and hopefully they can be right back up there again, and those, those tickets will have immense value when we get to March. And right now, the best value that I'm seeing on the board for San Diego State is 75 to 1, which is still a solid number when you consider it because I'm seeing at like 75 to 1, a team like a Florida State, you're sort of putting them in the same mold as Xavier, Ohio State, teams of that ilk, and San Diego State right now a top 20 team. I cannot disagree with you there. So I do think that you got some relatively solid value there. And Jim, I know you're providing a lot of value to the people that are following you because I know you did a great job with the College Basketball Almanac. You guys over there at the Three Man Weave did amazing work with that along with Heatcheck CBB and the Field of 68. And I know you're doing everything humanly possible to get set for this upcoming college basketball season. So let the good people at home know they're able to follow you on social media and just everything that you've got going on right now. Yeah, as you mentioned, uh, Twitter's at 3MW underscore CBB. That's the Three Man Weave's main hub. All our content will flow through there. Definitely want to plug the Almanac. That is kind of our off-season baby that we've birthed with Heat Check and Field of 68 and Verbal Commits. It's a monster. 814 pages of a PDF, 1,300 words on every single team. We talked to every single coach, tried to figure out their rotation, their starting lineup. That's all in there. Projected rosters. And then, yeah, just some of the national content, too. I really think it's worth the $20 if you don't have it yet. It's great for prepping for the season. You'll be ahead of the books because there's some, you know, we're factoring in things that some of these Bartorvik and Kempom, these analytical sites are not factoring in. So I really think it can be a tool that pays for itself. Check out the Almanac if you can. And we're getting real close and it's time to actually put all this preparation into practice. Absolutely. We are getting closer and closer to the start of the college basketball season. About a week and a half away. I know that the gentlemen over there at the three-man weave are going to be ready, and so is Jim. He does amazing work over there, and every time he joins his podcast, lends great insights, much like he did today. Big thanks to Jim for joining me on Coast to Coast Soup, style part of the Beeson Family Podcast. Coming up next, it is that time of the podcast to give you a little bit of a roundup as to everything that we saw in college basketball for the past 24 hours. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> 
Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my, my dance, <laughs> Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my dance, <laughs> Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. 
ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my, my dance, dance. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Las Vegas for Ghost to Ghost Hoops with myself, Greg Hoops Pierce, and now part of the Visa family and podcast, and it is always a pleasure to get Jim Marut aboard. He does amazing work over there at the three-man weave, so a big thanks to him for taking a look at what we're all getting with the Manhattan Jaspers, and on top of that, then go look at a few futures for the upcoming season. I know that many of you guys have been asking about that. I personally have a very clean futures portfolio just because I think that it is so dependent on the draw, how things shake out in terms of the bracket itself in terms of the futures market, and then picking a little bit more from there. So that's why I really don't do a lot in terms of futures, but I know that a lot of you guys love it, and I know there are many great folks out there that do futures like Jim, so try to give you guys that perspective. So it was great to be able to get Jim aboard on the show today. Now it is that time of the podcast that give you a little bit of a roundup as to all the news and notes that we saw in college basketball over the last 24 hours, and well, the epicenter of college basketball continues to be Manhattan as we saw a pair of defections as Omar Silverio and Samadiello have decided that they're going to be joining Jose Perez in terms of the transfer portal and have been taking a little bit more of a look into this ordeal as well. And from everything I heard, it does sound like it was very much a firing. Many of you guys may know this, but... It was the last year of the contract of Steve Maciel. He was a little bit salty that he did not have a extension on the board yet. And from everything that I've heard, and I've talked to a few people on this, it appeared as though there was a little bit of a heated argument. And I don't know whether it was one side saying, we're not going to renew you. I don't know if it was Steve saying, I'm going to walk out if you don't give me a contract extension. I do not know the full extent there. But with that said, I know that there was an argument and it resulted in what we've got right now. And I'm sure that this has happened time and time again with many coaches in many different sports, not just college basketball, but I'm sure this happens in football. I'm sure that this happens in both college and pro. I'm sure that it happens in high school as well. And it just feels very, very sad that it has to come to this. But the new guys that enter into the portal in Sabadiello, six points, four and a half rebounds per game out of him. He was a part-time starter for the team last season. Someone that was able to pop threes didn't necessarily hit a whole bunch of them, but someone that was able to do some nice things down low for them. Six foot seven, somewhat of a combo player, a little bit more of his home was down low, but he's going to be missed. And then I do think that the bigger one of the two is Silverio with Omar Silverio last season. He was at Hofstra. Actually, began his career at Rhode Island, and he put up good numbers last year for the pride of Hofstra. 11 points, a little bit over a steal per contest, shot 36% from three, and his 91.9% free throw shooting among qualifying players was in the top 15 in all of college basketball. 
for a Manhattan team that when they've had struggles, it's typically been at the free throw line. Three out of their top seven players are not on the full. We shall see what happens with guys like Josh Roberts and Ann Nelson, but this is not looking good to say the least. Samir Stewart at this point is probably going to be relied upon a lot in terms of the backcourt along with Nelson as Nelson, the only returning player with more than 1.4 assists per contest last season. It is a complete and utter mess and the power ranking of this Manhattan team has gone down more so than any other team within the closing two weeks prior to the start of the college basketball season. So we've got that going on. It appears as though Aaron Ulis, who's over there with Iowa, he got suspended for an exhibition game against Truman State for disorderly conduct. He apparently got a citation a little bit earlier in the month. What you want to be taking note of is whether or not this is going to be lingering into the regular season or if this was just a one-off, and that's right now what I'm trying to figure out because if it's just Ulis missing an exhibition game, whoop-de-stinkin'-do, and it's not like he's the world's biggest contributor. I think that he's going to be able to bust out this year, especially with Joe Susan being out of the fold. He's going to be looked to for more than the about 14 or so minutes they had last season. Was primarily passed for Skype, a little bit over two assists per contest while putting up just three points per game, but just a little bit of a, shall we say, developing situation because as of right now, missing one exhibition game, that really doesn't do anything for you, but if he continues to be out, if there's a little bit more to this, that is certainly something that needs to be taken note of. I'm also hearing reports that South Carolina might be trying out Gigi Jackson at the small forward spot. I have seen him quite a bit in high school, and he's got a little bit of range. I think that that would be a very, very sad situation for South Carolina trying to play Gigi Jackson at the small forward spot because I don't know who they would be having really playing down low. I would think that that would be Mr. Verdonk, who is someone that comes in from Illinois as Benjamin Bozeman's Verdonk. He's a six foot eight gentleman that last season I was at Illinois was able to give the team right around two rebounds per contest, so I'm not necessarily sure how that would work out, but we're seeing reports. I know that John Rossine tweeted this out, that Gigi Jackson right now working out as a small forward spot. And then something else that you want to take a look at as well, especially if you're high on TCU, is the Damian Boss situation. It appears as though he is going to be eligible for their exhibition game on the 30th of October. He is currently appealing an NCAA suspension for a currently to-be-determined amount of time for signing with a non-certified agent while he was going through the NBA draft process. So we shall see what happens there. We also did see this little piece of injury news as well. For those of you guys that are a little bit more bullish on UNLV, this according to John Rossine, it's that Isaiah Cottrell is dealing with a little bit of a foot issue. He may or may not be ready to go for the season opener against Southern on November 7th. He should be probably able to return sometime in the month of November. This does not appear to be any sort of an injury that is going to be like season ending or anything like that, but Cottrell coming over to UNLV is very big because he was actually from the lovely city of Las Vegas. He played at Bishop Gorman here in the area and last season while I was at West Virginia was a starter for them. Four points, right around three rebounds per contest. Someone at six foot ten is able to pop a few threes. I think that he's going to be able to make a big impact for UNLV, so you want to be watching out for that because I think that he's worth more than a point to the line if he's out for UNLV, so I'm going to be keeping my eyes on that, but we are also keeping our eyes on everything for the start of the college basketball season. If you ever do have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways to be able to throw those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at JNNRSQ. 41. Keep in mind, letters EM, they mean does not matter. So, as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. The other way, that is fine. An Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast 
five stars. It is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to fire on whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast. Find that five-star review. A big thanks once again to Jim Root of the Three Man Weave for joining me in the last segment, and I'll be coming at you guys every single day on this podcast. We've got one conference preview left to do, the Pac-12. I'll be doing that within the next week, and rest of the podcast up until the start of the season, just answering your questions, taking a look at all the news that we're getting in college basketball. Then once we get in-season, picks and analysis on every single game, every single day, so don't shy away from sending in a Twitter question at GNRS41 for that, and I hope to catch you guys once again tomorrow as I will be back in the first podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 